This episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe is sponsored by Patty Biggs Coastal Collection. Inspired by life, designed with love, made in the United States of America. I have a prediction that when we get back to normal, or the new normal, whatever, we are going to be wearing a face mask out in public for a while. It's just a prediction. I'm not, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not a psychic. All right, I'm a, maybe I'm a little psycho, but I'm not a psychic. But I do believe that. I believe we'll be wearing face masks for a while. And Patty Biggs has your face covered. She is a clothing designer down in West Palm Beach. And this story is so sweet. Her son is a pilot. And she was concerned about him going to work without having a face mask, without being covered. So she started taking some of her fabrics that she makes coastal printed garments out of, and she created masks. And then she started selling them on her website, and now people are buying her masks. Listen, I have a Patty Biggs. My husband has a Patty Biggs. We don't leave the house without our Patty Biggs, all right? Check out her website. It's www.pattibiggs.com. Again, that's www.pattybiggs.com. She has a contact button. Go ahead, hit that button. Ask her any questions you want. Maybe there's a, a color you want or a fabric you want, or, hey, I work for such and such airline. I wanted to match those colors, or maybe you just like certain colors. You want a football team color. Just go ahead and ask her. She's, I, I promise you, she's going to love hearing from you. Right now, small businesses are really hurting. They're just hanging on by a thread. They're trying to survive. And what will keep them in business is our money. So if you're shopping online, please think of small businesses like Patty's and help them out. And also, you're getting a great product. Like I said, I don't leave my house without my Patty bags. Hey, ebook readers, right now, the Flight Attendant Joe series ebooks are only $2.99. That's Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts, Flight Attendant Joe, and I'm Just Here for the Layovers on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo, $2.99 each. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. Oh, I had to take a I, like I had to sit down with a glass of wine after that conversation with Garen because it was so emotional. And I'm not gonna. I really cried. He brought tears to my eyes because just the idea that someone giving up their child would call the adoption agency and say, I wanna make sure the child is gonna be adopted by people who will love them because the child is biracial. I mean, that right there, that was a lot for me to take in, right? So I hope you guys appreciate it. And I'm so honored that he came out. I'm telling you, his story is like a memoir. He's going to be, when he writes this memoir, it's going to be fantastic. I will be one of the first ones in line. I mean, maybe he needs me to write it. Maybe I'll write it. I'm not going to write it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, for sharing it with your friends, for your comments, for your love. We've gotten four Patreon patrons who are supporting the podcast so far. If you're interested in supporting and becoming a patron of this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash grounded with flight attendant Joe. There's a bunch of tiers on there with different things you can get stickers, ebooks. Um, I'm also going to be creating a new business class tier for businesses who want to sponsor episodes like Patty Biggs sponsored this episode today that you're about to listen to. So let's get that started.
On this episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, I invited two flight attendants to come on to discuss what it's like to fly during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm currently at home. I'm not flying. I'm off for six months, but I wanted to do a temperature check of what it's like for them out on the line right now while things are just crazy and there's only like five or ten or zero passengers on an airplane from point A to point B. Part one is with LJ. You might remember her from the Confessions on the Fly with LJ and Flight Attendant Joe podcast. And part two is with Curtis. And we talked about how this pandemic is affecting their schedule. We talked about passengers on board the airplane. Now that there's no beverage service, no snack service, it's just point A to point B. How are they handling it? We talked about airline management. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome LJ and Curtis. Hey, LJ. Okay, Okay, she's ready to go. Hi. It's like like the confessions on the fly reunion, but it's happening so much sooner than I wanted. Exactly. This is uh, this is just like old times. It is, except we're not in the same room and I I can't poke at your titties like I used to. Boy. Per you. Yeah, I'm actually a little nervous. This is weird. I mean, what are you nervous about? What are you nervous about? Just being on the radio talking or do you just miss me? Exactly. I just miss you. Honestly, honestly, I just miss bullshitting with you on a regular basis. Well, you're going to get to do that right now because we're about to bullshit. So um, wait, so wait, are there rules? So like, I, I can't talk about dick. I can't talk about my Amazon purchases. I can't talk about politics. I can't talk about my personal life. Like, just give me some parameters. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm glad to know you're still a lunatic. That makes me feel so much better. I got a list. I got a notebook. Like, where are we going? Okay. So, you know, don't mention your airline, of course. Um, Try, yeah, per usual. We don't mention airlines. You could say whatever you want. You can drop any words you want. You know, this, you're talking with me. So just be as, relaxed as you want to be. Um, I do want to let everyone listen though. We did have a plan for you to come on to the podcast for you to just talk about what's going on in your life, but you thankfully agreed to come on to talk about what it's like being a flight attendant during the COVID-19 pandemic. So All joking aside, thank you. I know you're very, very busy, you know, getting all those vibrators delivered to your house. How do you even have time (laughs) for me? How do you even have time to talk to me? First first of all, I am keeping the economy open. So, like, don't worry. I got my weekly um, uh, Amazon. And by Amazon, we obviously need AdamandEve.com. Um, you know, my horror drawer is like on fire. So you're, when this, this opens up, I'm ready to go. My horror drawer. My you're, horror drawer. Wait a minute. Hold on. See, bo- I can't even my- get started. What is a horror drawer? <laughs> my box of goodies. Just my things. Your toys? Yeah. Do you bring you know. any of your toys with you when you work or are you afraid they would fall uh, out of your bag? No. Oh, God, no. I would never do that. I have hands. I'm an adult. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm an you adult. Know. I have hands and toes. I mean. I mean, come on. There's yeah. water I mean, bottles in eat- the hotel room. Oh, God. There's, there's, there's a removable shower head. We're all good. Wow. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> 
I'm a good time, I hope. All right, well, let's let's get on topic here. Good Lord, you could talk yes. about your vibrators all day long. Listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're also Again, keeping Duracell in business. Please, that's so old school. We have rechargeables now. Come oh, on really? now. <laughs> yeah, those things are you've got a USB. You just plug that shit in. You're good oh, to go. God. You could hide them all over the house, and then all of a sudden you roll over on the couch, and you're like, oh, well, while I'm here. Well, listen, let me I tell you, I've I've slept in your living room, and I've woken up in the middle of the night like, what is it? What is pushing up against my butt? So it's just one of her toys. Oh, you're right. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It was the best fun I had. No. So are you... um? Rewind back to a serious topic. Rewind. Let's get back on topic. Let's get on topic. Just right. the two. See, we just needed to get that out. It's just the yes. two of us. Just you know, per you. Okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. I bet you. I'm everyone, gonna be professional. Everyone who is everyone know, who knows us from Confessions on the Fly, who has listened to our two right. seasons and twenty three episodes, are are just their heads are exploding right now their head i promise you their heads are like exploding like you do after you use one of your toys oh my god i can't (laughs) even form a sentence after that i mean let's be honest it's not good all right so (laughs) how all right let's be serious now how is um how are you doing during this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, and your work schedule? Has it really affected you a lot? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I have my calendar out, too, so I can kind of give you a little bit of a play-by-play. Okay. Um, because I thought that would be helpful. Because at this point, I don't know when this is airing or whatever, your, uh, this episode. This, this but, episode um, will air on um, Thursday, April 23rd. Okay. No, 20, 21, 22, um, 23. Yeah, Thursday the 23rd. Yeah, 23. Got it. So I personally have worked from uh, through March and April. Um, so I have seen that progression from when things were happening. I have, <laughs> of course I have notes. Um, so Wednesday the 11th of March, I messaged you, and I think I sent you a video message because I was bitching because I couldn't find toilet paper. Right. And I was like, I'll make anybody a lasagna if I can get six rolls of Charmin. <laughs> Who do I have to blow? Like, I got, honestly, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, so... Well, I'm not shocked that you would offer a blowjob for toilet paper. Let's just say that. <laughs> Blowy for some teepee? Anyway. Um, <laughs> blowy, blowy handy for some teepee? Go ahead. Blowy? Anyway, so, yeah, so I'm trying to find toilet paper on Wednesday the 11th. Um, on the 12th, I was back in New York. Again, I was doing uh, – so my schedule for March, I packed all my trips up front because I was planning to shoot a movie at the end of the month. Um, so I did a bunch of red eyes. Um, and also, I should say, I'm a New York-based flight attendant. So okay. I, and most of my trips are New York to LA. That's usually what I do on a daily basis. So I go from New York to LA, I lay over, and then I go back and do a red eye back to New York, blah, blah, blah. And I stack them. So I do them back to back to back to back. Um, so Wednesday, the 11th, when I was bitching about toilet paper, I was on a layover. Um, so I went back to New York that night. Um, Thursday, I was on the air tran. I was on the way to see an acquaintance on Broadway. Um, who's in a Broadway show. Um, I was going to go see um, a soldier play on Broadway. And then uh, I was literally on the air train when I found out that 
uh, they closed down Broadway. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to go see it tonight, Jerry. Sorry about that, um, which was kind of weird. Um, but then I still- Are you name dropping? Are you- na- Hold on, rewind. I didn't Are you name dropping? No, I did not name drop anything. You said I Jerry. Said I said Okay. So, okay, right. that's his first name. Okay. First name, right. that's it. I love, name, I love name dropping. Okay, go ahead. I know you do. That's why I was like, I'll, I'll lock it up. I don't name drop. Anyway, <laughs> excuse me for dropping. Um, COVID. So that was on COVID. No COVID. Um, that was on the 12th. Uh, that weekend, I still worked. I worked Thursday, Friday, and uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Sunday, that was the end of my red eyes. And usually once I land, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning in New York. And then I jumped right on a flight and went back to the West Coast. Um, usually at that point, I am passed out and exhausted. Um, so I don't notice that I'm cold and shivering and that kind of stuff, you know, uh, because I'm on a, uh, on my way home. Um, so I'm passed out and sleeping on the flight on the way home. Um, on the 16th through about the 18th or 19th, I was really, really, really sick. Um, I had messaged you. <laughs> you were telling me to stay home to try to get tested. Um, and I had as many symptoms as, um, I, th- I didn't have a thermometer. I couldn't check if I had a fever, but like, yes, I was achy. Um, yes, I had a cough, like a very, I had a very bad cough. I had a very dry, heavy cough. I had a sore throat, um, but I also got laryngitis. Um, so I did two telehealth calls with, um, a doctor with our company to do a telehealth call. Um, and they both said, you don't have all the symptoms. You can't get tested. And I was like, I'm a flight attendant. I fly in a petri dish of diseases and gross humans. Um, can I get tested? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay. Um, because I couldn't confirm that I had a fever because I didn't have a thermometer. Um, and then I could not confirm that I was in direct contact with somebody who had C19 at that point. Right. So for your recommendation, my mother, who's also was a nurse for 45 years, stay home, self-isolate, um, and get, you know, if it gets really bad and you can't breathe, go to the hospital. There were two nights that coughing was very heavy and I can see, and I was like, oh, I can see how this could go south, but I was fine. Like I a hundred percent say me personally, and I know C-19 affects everybody very, very differently. And the symptoms are immensely different per person. Um, that uh, me personally, I was okay. Um, I didn't feel the need to go to the hospital. Um, I had a trip scheduled for that weekend, the 21st and the 22nd that got canceled. So that, that, um, trip got canceled off my schedule. So I was home for almost 12 days, 12 or 13 days before my next trip. So I was able to get better, get stronger and feel okay and not be around anybody. Um, so I think that was really helpful for me at the end of the month. Uh, again, I think it was the Saturday, the 28th and 29th. I did a trip and came back on the 30th. Um, and that one, again, the airplane was packed. So at this point, C-19 was in full force. Everyone's like the, uh, states are on lockdown. Uh, the New York is on lockdown and LA was on lockdown. Uh, not a lockdown, whatever is the safer at home thing. Right. And then, so that trip I did have. Now on that, the, the load of the trip was, was almost full. So we had over 100 people on that flight. And um, so the first class cabin, I think, had 
three people in it. Okay. Um, the rest of the main cabin had the window seats and the aisle seats were full. The middle seats were empty, except for about three or four rows had people sitting in the middle. Now, this is why we had to have um, law enforcement meet the aircraft, because people were bitching about C-19 and we need to spread out and blah, 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 blah. And they wanted to be set, like pushed in first class. I was like, I can't, that's a $700 ticket or like whatever the hell it is. I can't, I don't have the authorization to put you up in first class because you don't want to, like, I get that. So, at the, and also at that point, there was no restrictions within the airline or um, uh, to that mask were required um there was no safety there was no ppe or safety precautions okay um so i have text messages from a, a couple of my girlfriends some of my friends are nurses um and they're working in in kaiser in la and a couple in new jersey um <clears throat> as well and asking about what kind of ppe that we do we have what like what are you allowed to wear at that point we were not allowed to wear masks though people were doing what they was, wait a minute, I wait a minute. We're, encourage that. You, you said flight attendants at that point were not allowed to wear masks, but they still they were. were not, we were not, by the company, were not given the okay to wear masks at that point. Okay, all right. Um, at that point, by the end of March. Okay. <clears throat> um, I will tell you on that end of that flight, also I went back to my text messages. I had texted you um, that last weekend and said, hey, we had one pack of gloves that magically disappeared mm. after um, 10,000 feet magically disappeared. So I'm not going to say it was stolen or what, but like we had one package of gloves. Now, mind you in our pack out, I usually have four boxes of latex gloves. Right. Um, and we had one that magically disappeared. Now I'm somebody who is, Oh, I don't know. Psycho or a lunatic, whatever you want to call me. Yes, and well, I have extra yes, gloves yes. in my bag. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> All good. Of the above. All, all, all of, of the above. above. But that's good. Above. That's smart. Um, <laughs> I'm somebody who has extra gloves in their bag. I carry those. We have these things called Sanicon wipes or whatever, and they're like antibacterial wipes that we have. I have a bunch of those in my bag, right? Um, so uh, we were supposed to have Clorox wipes on the aircraft. We were supposed to have, uh, obviously, latex gloves on the aircraft. And we have a few very, um, what are the thin basic surgical masks? Um, uh not, not, not N95 masks or anything like that. Um, I myself had N95 masks. I had two N95 masks, um, that were given to me from a friend whose father is the, again, works for Kaiser. Um, her and her sister have insanely bad, um, asthma. Um, and they were very, very concerned about me working because again, I'm working in a flying Petri dish of disgustingness. People lick tray tables, children lick windows, everybody <laughs> coughs out in the open, yes. you know, humans are yeah, animals, are yes. yes, humans are gross just in general. Um, so I, they gave me one of their N95s and I know you can Lysol and you can honestly, if it's properly clean, wear an N95. The, the paper masks, they have to be thrown out, I, and I understand that. Um, by the end, uh, I think actually we just recently, which is the end of April, received an email from my specific company saying that now face covers are required. So that's a difference of one, two, four weeks, four weeks there. 
Um, so at the beginning of April, we got an email saying that if you have face masks, you can wear them. But obviously, they are not going to be providing them. Now, being that it's mandatory at the end of April, now they are providing them with the company. Oh, so, so the air, so your airline is providing masks for you. Like how many? Now they are like one, two, um, just I take think one, one per trip, one, one per, per trip. trip. You have to sign okay. it out. Oh, okay. yeah, you have to sign it out. Um, so you have to sign out for your trip, and you can sign it out for your deadhead and your commute as well. So if you're you're a commuter and you're flying back to your home after you've been at base, um, <clears throat> they will sign you out a mask. Oh, because you're <laughs> supposed me, to throw it away. Correct. Okay. Correct after one year. Um, so on the aircraft at the end of March, beginning of April, I was seeing passengers then um, wearing gloves, wearing face masks and trying to be as separate as possible. Again, at the end of March, like I said, we had over a hundred people um, on the aircraft and that's why we had fights on the airplane, trying to spread people out as much as possible, um, how to have a law enforcement law enforcement meet the aircraft at that point. Was that in, um, um, was that in New York or LA where people were fighting? Were they fighting each other? Were they fighting with you? Like how intense did it fighting, get? Well, they didn't want to sit with each other. Obviously we had given other options on where you can sit. Um, there's things like you can't sit at the exit row. You're underage. I can't put your child at an exit row. There's like logistics that, that just aren't, it's possible, not feasible right. and I can't put you yeah it's just not possible and I can't put you in first class like I understand that but I, I just don't have the I, we just can't do that um, so I had other options um, to move people as much as I possibly could um, yes they were fighting with us um, yes they were fighting with each other because they just didn't want to sit around people and I don't blame you I don't want to sit around anyone you know sure. um, you're in a, a tight you know Space. You're trying to social distance as much as you possibly can. Um, but we did the best we could with what we had available. And I will say gate agents have been amazing rock stars with spacing people out. Oh, that's good. Um, when, when they have the, the opportunity to do so, you know, when they have the opportunity to do so. Big change once I, uh, the beginning of April when I went, when I went to work. Um, so my trips for April, I had about trips for April. Um, and then, uh, how do I put this? They got modified. Um, okay. half of them had changed. So instead of doing a leg from New York to LA, I would have a deadhead in there instead. So it'd be one leg deadhead back, one leg deadhead back. So it was just getting a massive amount of cuts within the airline. And then I would see, and again, we would get emails being like, all right, we're cutting 40% of our flights. We cut 40% of our flights, I think in March. And then by April, we cut almost 80% of our flights. So at that point, again, I was seeing that personally affect my schedule. Um, and also, I was seeing it on the aircraft, too. Um, the flight loads were very light, about 50 people. I think my last trip in April, I had 12 people. Um, so you so did again, see, at that So you did see but, the... You worked through it where it was full by the end of March. And then as the weeks Correct. progressed, you start seeing lower and lower numbers of people on the airplane. Are they still Correct. anxious? Correct. Are the people still anxious or yeah. are they yeah. calmed a little bit? Yeah. Well, you also have to remember there was a difference in pricing because I had asked people. Well, I didn't really ask. I looked because uh -huh. I can't really have that type of conversation because I can get in trouble for like crying and, you know 
right. or grilling somebody or whatever. Um, the prices of airline tickets at the end of March were quite low. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but taking an $18 flight is pretty ridiculous if you ask me. Um, like, and I'm not exaggerating that. I have screenshots of transcons for $18. And I'm like, cool, cool. Um, we don't have any, like, there's, there's no parameters on what's required um, for these people to be on an aircraft. Meaning, like, okay, if you want to travel on an aircraft, at least wear a mask. Like, just some sort of stipulation. You know what I mean? So let's just pack them in, 18 bucks, right? Cool. I just thought, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> um, well, so, um, so, yeah, because they're trying to, I guess they're just trying to fill up the seats, but they're still not making any money on, they oh. might as well just have the plane empty because Correct. by the time they're paying you and they're paying the pilots and they're paying, you know, the fuel and the ground ups, they've already the lost fuel. money because there's 10 people on the airplane. Totally. <laughs> and I want to, yeah. I want to rewind a moment for anyone who doesn't know what dead, deadheading means. Deadheading is when oh, thanks, you're a flight attendant or a pilot and you're being paid to reposition you from say New York to Austin. You don't have to work the flight, but you're in a seat, but you're still getting paid. Yeah. I, ju I just so, wanted to ref reference yeah. that for people who, who are not yeah. in the airline who industry. don't know what, well, now what, do you, um, do you think the airline has handled this <laughs> as well as they can. Listen, this is also something that we have never dealt before, dealt with before. Right. Um, and we were getting changes and updates, not only on a weekly basis, it came to a daily basis. It came to multiple times a day. We would be getting emails and updates and change in policy. And this is what we're doing. And uh, you have to rebid for your April schedule. And actually you have to rebid for your April schedule again. And, Actually, now we're offering, you know, voluntary furlough um, and you have another opportunity to do a furlough for the summer and all of these kind of things. So I think they're doing, uh, again, I think it's one of those things that we've never dealt with this before and I want to show grace in all things. I think we're all trying to do the best that we can with the information that we get at this time. And I'm hoping and I have to live in that mindset that people come first, even though I know that we are a country and a culture that puts money first over people. Mm -hmm. um, that means I have to be a person who puts people first and surround myself with people who put people first. In the, the essence of my company, um, I think they are doing the best that they can to um, make sure that we all have jobs. Because I'm operating under the assumption that as of October 1st, I'm going to be unemployed. So I'm walking forward with that mindset. Um, so I know because this isn't going to be over. Isn't like and and also once you know the safer at home thing gets lifted, whether that is March first or whatever, which I you know whether that's tomorrow or March. Let's say they open the safer at home, ever you know lifted, everyone go back to work, flood the beaches, do what you got to do. Right? That doesn't mean the next day air travel goes back to normal. Oh, no, it it's going to take a long, um, long time. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. So think about that. If we are bleeding $10 million a day, um, I just don't see how sustainable that will be. Um, so I think they're doing the best that they can with the information that they have. That's you good. know, I think they're trying yeah. to make strategic moves and, and being as conservative with their money as they need to be and as kind and generous with their employees and people. 
again, we are technically considered essential workers, even though there's, it's very weird though. There's a vibe of feeling sacrificial. I mean, I don't want to sound morbid, but we like kind of joked at the end of March being like, yeah, suicide squad, because you're walking in unprepared and like it feels shitty. Um, so when we have proper PPE, when people are spaced out accordingly and following parameters of having masks and wearing gloves or whatever, um, I think then we're giving everybody the best possible shot, you know? Um, I understand there are people who have the luxury of taking time off and that's incredible. And I think that not only helps them, but helps the airline in the long run. Um, and I understand that there are people that do not have that luxury. Um, so I feel for them too. I made the choice to take a voluntary furlough. Um, and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to do that for May and take myself out of a higher exposure arena for the month to give myself a break for exposure, for my stress level, you know, that kind of thing. Also, but, you know, in May, the flights could be really empty, too, um, which I'm not surprised. Because, again, like I said, my last trip, I had 12 people on it. You know, 12 people, I'm allowed to wear my mask, I'm allowed to wear gloves. Uh, I'm feeling, and I have Clorox wipes, I have the proper PD and, and, and equipment that I need to feel safe. Um I'm. I feel okay in that situation. Well, do you do you uh, actually do you feel safe when you're on the airplane? Uh, when I'm properly prepared, is there a level of stress? Absolutely. I'm just. I just have more chips in the game. Again, mm. you, you know, you're flying in a petri dish. It's a flying petri dish. You know, you can't get away from each other. It's not open air. It's same like, and I don't. I'm not at all comparing myself to a healthcare worker. Please know that I'm not at all comparing myself to a healthcare worker. I will say that a thousand times over. My friends who are nurses are fucking heroes and incredible. Um, but they have more chips in the game. They're surrounded by people who are ill. The likelihood of them getting sick is much higher than one of my friends who's a bartender and been unemployed for two months mm -hmm. and sitting at home diddling themselves. Big difference. <laughs> right. You well, know, but like, that's the truth. Like, I have more chips in the game. It's like somebody telling me like, oh, I'm afraid of flying. You fly once a year. The likelihood of you dying in a plane crash slimmer than myself who flies 12 days a month. You know, again, I just have more chips in the game. So that, do I sound like an asshole? Probably. No, you don't sound like an asshole. You're just explaining how you kind of convince yourself when you do go to work I'm as prepared as I possibly can. I have this, I have this, I have yeah. this, I have this. I have yeah. I have to be here because yeah. I have to pay my rent. I'm lucky yeah. enough that I'm still getting paid. There's a lot of people totally. out there that are not getting paid. So you just yeah. have to tell yourself what you have to tell yourself to get to work. And do not think, yes, and do not think for a second, I don't have my moments of sitting in that car in my parking lot and, and having a minor little meltdown and having to buck myself up to be like, okay, this is, this is your job. Like you have to, you got to do this. You got to get through it. Like I've had my moments, especially when I knew those flights were full. I could see, you know, the, the manifest and see the schedule and I could see like, okay, I have a full flight the end of this month or the beginning of April and seeing the difference in the progression of like, okay, the flights were a hundred people and now there were 70 people and then there are 40 people and now there are 12 people. It would give me a little bit of sense of, 
almost released because I'm like, okay, this one's going to be a little bit better. My, my likelihood of fur exposure is a little less. And again, I have as much preparation as I possibly can. I'm putting right. myself in a good position. I'm not walking in the aircraft in a bathing suit being like, yeah, let's go, like COVID. No, I'm not like risking it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I understand that. Okay. <laughs> are you, um, I, I was just letting you talk. Are you, are you yeah. worried about furlough? You know, United sent out an email to their employees stating you're probably a lot of you are going to be out of a job in October because you know, with yeah. this cares act, it just helps the airlines up till September 30th. Are till you, prepa- 30th. are you preparing mentally just in case you do get furloughed what you're going to do? I am. That's honestly once, um, I kind of could see the severity of the situation because we're not an economy that can sustain a safer at home for 18 months till there's a vaccine. We're just not. Um, if you want to go to Germany or Iceland or, you know, whatever, Australia, those are economies that can t- sustain that. They're not going to have people protesting to like, we want to go back to work because their economy can be like, uh, no, we got you. We got you. We got health coverage. You're fine. Just stay the fuck home. Um, our economy doesn't support that. Um, so we're going to keep on going. So I am operating under the, under the assumption that as of October 1st, I will be unemployed. So I have from the jump been making adjustments of like, okay, let me take my financial temperature. Let me see where I'm at. Let me see what kind of adjustments that I need to make to prepare myself as much as possible for the future. I'm also somebody who has anxiety, as we all know. Um, so I kind of run through scenarios and try to like figure out what the best course of action will be anyway. Um, so so are you saying you, you create a bunch of stories and assumptions just in case to see, well, no, because if you run them all through your brain, you can come up with plans for each one, as Mm -hmm. long as you can handle the anxiety of processing that in your brain. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten a second, like, I haven't gotten shingles again. I mean, you know, I've had shingles before yes. from stress. I've lost chunks of my hair from stress. It's very sexy. So no shingles <laughs> and no lo- loss of hair. So you're, you must no. be, do- you're handling this very well. How are, yeah, um, I mean, how are the flight attendants you're working with? Because, you know, I'm not on any airline social media pages because, you know, I keep my airline a secret, so I can't have my name on there. But I do hear feedback from other people. And it's just like the flight attendants are just insane right now, like out of control, the comments, there's like, there's no rational thinking going on. Um, What are you hearing with your coworkers when you're on the airplane? I think, first of all, I think people are very reactive when, myself included, (laughs) when I'm scared, I'm reactive. Mm -hmm. That is usually what happens if there will be some sort of, not an outburst, but like, uh, it's and it's the lack of control or the illusion of control. Um, That's where you're going to get reaction. Um, people are scared and people cannot control the situation, right? right. Um, again, myself included, um, I'm human um, and I hope people show me grace and I hope to show grace to other people and all things, right? Um, so I do think there are, and also we know this, flight attendants are dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> they're a mess. Right. Like, come on. Right. You don't deserve a Medal of Honor for going to work. Yes. yes oh, my God. Worker. I get so mad like, about that. I get so mad when I'm like, 
I, ah. Yeah, I get so frustrated when I read, and I, people are not going to like this, but I don't care. I get That's frustrated yeah. when people are like, I'm a flight attendant and I'm a hero. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not a hero. No. You're going to fucking work. Like, like, going to work. I personally think the word hero is overused, and now it's become not as important. Like, hero. Oh, my uncle ran into the Twin Towers building and died because it collapsed. That's a fucking hero. You sitting on an yeah. airplane with 10 people wearing a mask and you don't have to do not any doing service. Any sort of no service. service. <laughs> You're not a hero. So just stop it. Stop it. I'm glad and you I agree with me. Yeah, no. And I, but listen, I understand I am trained for fire safety, I am trained to do CPR. And I am, you know, I'm trained to evacuate that aircraft in 90 seconds and, and 90 seconds. And those are things that I am not, I'm very proud of that I can do that. And I can be um, somebody that you look towards to be actually calm and know, and know my shit and how to get things done in those high intense situations. Um, and during this time, I think if I did have to do CPR during this time, I think there would be, that would be an insane level of stress for me at that moment. Did, have I done CPR in the past two months? No, I'm fine. Um, I think, again, the healthcare workers are fucking heroes. They're running, literally running into burning buildings. Um, so, not literally running into buildings. No, no, you know exactly well, no, but, like, no, they're, but they're, they're, you know, they're definitely in the hot zone. And um, yeah, I just get, hot zone. I just get frustrated when, um, there's two things that frustrate me. When the word hero is overused, and yeah. the term breaking news. There's traffic in Denver, breaking There's, news. That's okay. not, breaking not breaking news. news. The Challenger Stop. exploding, that was Stop. breaking news. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. And also, <laughs> and I have a problem with like, I know, I just have a problem with the news in general in terms of like, can you just give me facts? I don't care about your fluff words and opinions. I just want numbers. Give me numbers, give me facts. Don't give me your opinion. Don't like, shut up. Like enough that's, of that shit. That's how I feel when like I read I, airline management emails. Oh I'm like, my just God. give me the just give me the facts. Airline just, email that's like, thank you for being on the blah 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 blah. Stop. Enough with the thank you for blah blah blah. Like the fluff talk. I don't need a fluffer. Like I'm good. Again, <laughs> I have a great Amazon purchase. <laughs> like I'm so good. <laughs> I can get myself off multiple times a day. I'm good. Like stop with the fluff. I love, give me the fact. I love that this conversation started with, um, with, with you talking about your vibrators <laughs> and it's basically ending again because you brought it back to your vagina Yeah, because if everyone knows us together, all you ever do is talk about your vagina me, and then I'm I just always talk about it. I think you've you talked about it a lot on this episode. You've talked about it a lot. Of LJ, thank you so much um, for, You're so welcome. for calling in and for expressing yep. and sharing your experiences yeah. um, that are going on. Because I think it's um, to hear from somebody who's actually watched it go from a full flight to 10 people. I think that's an interesting yeah. story. So thank you so much. Yeah. You're so welcome. I adore you always. I adore you. Please be safe. Wash your hands. Don't wear yeah. gloves and wash the gloves because I'll have to punch you in the head. 
Oh my God. I no, no joke. I'm seeing people on the last flight, seeing people go into the bathroom in the lab with gloves on and coming back out with the same gloves on. And I'm like, burn your hands. No, in in March, when I was at my recurrent training, there was a flight attendant in my class who was wore gloves the whole time. And then she would sanitize the gloves. And at one point I just had to say, that's That's not not working. That's not how it, (laughs) that's not how things work. You know, and that's she was just not like, proper PPE. what are you like, talking about? And I was like, I don't even. Did you even go to training? Like, did... that's not proper PPE use. What well, are you doing? I just talked to a friend today before we wrap up. I just talked to a friend today who was at Costco getting new tires. And he's like, I'm watching a woman walk out of Costco wearing gloves, eating a hot dog. <laughs> So I said, wait a minute. So you're telling me she probably walked around Costco with those gloves on, touching everything. And then she fucking checked out and then went and bought a hot dog. Now she's going to give herself COVID-19. Jesus, Lord have mercy. I hope it's a good hot dog. Thank you, LJ. I love you. You're amazing. I love you. um, I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Hey, Curtis, welcome to Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. I'm so glad you could call in and discuss life as a flight attendant during COVID-19. How are you? Thank you for having me. You know, um, life has been going as it shall go, as they say these days. It's pretty interesting. How's everything going with you? Oh, every, you know, everything's good. I'm actually on a leave of absence um, for five months. So my schedule, I won't be flying until at least October if you know if if that even happens who knows what's gonna happen yeah no one knows what's gonna happen (laughs) you know it's the unknown that you know it's the unknown that makes everyone freak out if if the airline industry just said hey october 1st everything's gonna be fine people would be like oh i'm taking the summer off i'm gonna chill oh yeah um, but I, totally. I, I just saw United, um, I just read online, social media, United sent out an email saying, you're probably all getting fired in October. Like, like, yeah, rip, rip like, the bandaid you know, off, rip the bandaid off. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, wow. Okay. So you might as well just go ahead and file an appointment now and call it a day. Yeah. You probably should start working on your resume if you work there and <laughs> just cause you never know. Now, how long have you been a flight attendant? Um, I have been flying 10 years total, uh, this June actually. Oh, wow. So, Congratulations. 10 long years. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it's been a wild 10 years. Now is, sure. is that at one airline, multiple airlines? This is multiple airlines that I've been at. So okay. this is, uh, the airline I'm at currently will be my third airline and my final airline. I'm oh done after this. You've been at three Starting airlines. After- wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, sometimes you've got, it's like dating. Sometimes you got to have a few bad apples before you get the really good bunch. I know that's right. And then, you know, after this, you're going to drag me out in a coffin because I'm not going back. No, this is it. Now, how long have you been at your current airline? Um, Five years. I just hit my five-year pay. Oh, congratulations. Now, at yeah, your thank air- you. It's a nice little bump. At your airline, is there a nice bump at, at five years? Because at my airline, there's a nice bump at five years. It's like significant. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was about $5, I think. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's pretty significant. 
Now, five-year seniority at your airline, how is that impacting your schedule? Are you flying? Are you not flying? Are you getting pay protected a lot? Well, it's been weird. So normally, I, I'm a high flyer. I normally fly anywhere between 140 a month. That's my average. With the COVID-19 situation, everything has been, you know, they're scaling back all of our schedules. They had to do a master reschedule this month because all of the flight cancellations. And so all I think I had three trips on my schedule get canceled. So they were pay protected, which was nice. But now I'm down to 94 hours for the month. And I'm like, huh, I guess I should probably go to work. But I don't want to go to work because I don't want to be out in the, in the public. I mean, it's just kind of it's scary to me, you know? Right. Now, are your flights... Have you noticed that your flights are full? How many do you, what do you work like three, four flights a day and are they full? Um, yeah. So on an average, it's anywhere from two to four flights a day. Okay. Um, I haven't had a full flight in probably, I don't know, month and a half, but also I haven't worked much in the past couple of weeks because I just was like, I can't. Right. And there was a whole situation with that and we'll get into that later. But yeah, I just was like, I'm not going to work. But the trips I have worked a couple weeks ago, they were, I think the most we had were like 45. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Now, are you making people spread out when they, like, so say they're in like 25D, are you like, oh, there's somebody in 24D, we're going to move you somewhere else? Or you kind of just let them, you know, move as they want? Well, you know, I, (laughs) first of all, I blocked off the first three rows because I was like, nobody needs to be in my face breathing on me. There's no reason if we have 40 people with, you know, 170 some seats, there's no reason for you to be in the first three rows. So I blocked off the first three rows and I just get on the PA and I'd be like, you know, everyone spread out, you know, please spread out. It's not full. There's only, you know, X amount of people coming on board. And I would say the majority of the people listened. I mean, they kind of, they would spread out. So it was nice. Do you notice um, how are you handling people coming into the galley, you know, standing in the galley or do they have, do you pass? Cause I haven't flown in like a month and a half. So, and that's why I thought it was important to have this conversation with my peers because I'm not on the airplane. So I'm like, are passengers getting the hint? Like I shouldn't be hanging out in the galley. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I haven't really had anyone even well, first of all, we stopped all service anyway, so we're not we're not doing any service on the airplane. Okay. So literally, we're getting up from point A to point B, and you know, hi, goodbye. It's a piece of cake. But I haven't really noticed anyone like coming up into the galley. I have had a few people ask me for certain things, you know, special requests, if you may, because you know we have them all the time. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, everyone's been really decent, surprisingly. Well, that's good. Well, because, you know, it goes back to that um, idea of we're all in this together. You know, normally I've noticed that people, when they walk on an airplane, it's like they turn into these assholes who you would never want to function with in society. Like, you're like, where did you come from? Because I know you don't talk to the cable person like that, or maybe you do. Maybe you do talk like right. that to the cashier at the grocery store because you're talking to me like I live at your house and I serve you. 
So <laughs> it's curious, like, do people come on the plane now and are they more like, I'm just going to stay to myself. I'm going to, I'm not getting up as much. I'm just chilling out. I feel like I've noticed a difference. I feel like most people are just coming on, you know, saying hi, maybe not even saying hi at this point, you know, well, that's normal too, but right. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> exactly. That's true. Um, um, they're just coming on and sitting down and you know, they, they can't really ask for anything because we're not, they don't want us to be out in the cabin as much. So it's been, it's been a weird couple months, you know, I mean, and it's so, it's changing so fast. Like I can't even keep up with all of my, you know, read before flies. Like, you know, this has changed and that's changed. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Right. Cause the emails are just coming out from management so quick. Like things change every day. One day we're doing this kind of service. The next day we're doing this kind of service. Do you have people, do you have passengers asking you for things, even though there's technically no service? Joe. Yes. <laughs> now, the, what Joe, kind of come question on. was that? You Joe, know. <laughs> you, just because you haven't been on a plane in a month doesn't mean you act like you don't know how everyone is. Now, right. But you, so are you. So you provide those things like, hey, can I have a Diet Coke? You get them a Diet Coke. But are you um, are you guys selling alcohol if they request it, or is that off limits? No, they took it off the airplane. So honestly, oh. they took everything off the airplane and replaced it with water. Oh, okay. Because originally they canceled they canceled the full service and just decided we're just going to hand out water. Okay, yeah, the, so the same at my airline. So the same at my airline, yeah. Yeah, so they replaced it all with water. And they took all the alcohol kits off. So I'm like, okay, now how am I supposed to get my alcohol? So now I've been traveling with my, you know, bottle of Tito's hoping it doesn't bust in my bag. Um, <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, hold on. I thought you were like, how do I get my alcohol? I thought in my mind at first, you were like, how do I serve alcohol to passengers? You're like, no, how do I get my alcohol? <laughs> yeah, I need That's my so alcohol. <laughs> I, I mean, when I'm done, bitches. I mean, when I'm right. done. Okay. I'm glad, exactly. we, I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so they took everything off. So you don't even have the yeah. option. If somebody's like, hi, I want a Jack and Coke. You're like, not on this flight. No, no, not today. Sorry, sis. <laughs> Do you have, <laughs> have you had anybody get nasty with you about that? Like there's no alcohol. I okay. can't even, I could give you my own Tito's, but I'm not. Okay. So I didn't have anyone get nasty about alcohol. I did, however, have a family. Um, it was, coming out of new york so you can only imagine yes. um there was this family on board with you know a thousand kids and they were requesting hot water and this was before we stopped service altogether we were just handing out you know the water and that was it and they kept requesting like all of these they kept hitting the call button like every 25 minutes asking for you know, this, asking for that. I'm like, ma'am, we're really not supposed to be, you know, in the cabin. They really want us to be, you know, as far away from you guys as possible. Um, and so she kind of got, she got a little angry with me. She told me the other flight attendant was really nasty with her. And, you know, she wanted her name. And I was like, well, you don't really need her name. And she was like, <laughs> yes, I do. And I said, ma'am, I said, all you need is a flight number. They'll track her down. They'll but right. so I ended up getting her the hot water, but I was kind of a little snarky about it. I was like, here, here's your hot water, but we're really not supposed to be out in the cabin right now. 
Right. <laughs> and then I flipped the light off and turned around and walked to the back. <laughs> I I love when they ask like, "What's your name?" and I'm like Joe, and I point to my my um, my wings, and then they're like, "We want your last name," and I'm like Joe, flight number sixty nine. That's all you need. Yeah, to, exactly. If if you want to write in a letter, um, you know, and it's usually because we're delayed, and I'm like, "Oh, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you right now." What's your name? It's Joe. It's <laughs> it's written right here. I need your last you know, I name. No, you don't. I always just say, just remember mine starts with a K because mine could be spelled with a C. So <laughs> make sure you get it right. <laughs> now, um, what do you guys do when you um, have a situation? Like, have I lost track? I was thinking of vodka and I lost track of oh. what I was going to talk about. <laughs> well, I may or may not be sipping on a little bit right now. I don't I, know. Oh, well, lucky. I'm just drinking water right now. But. Are you? How do well, I'm you drinking? Go ahead. I'm drinking the gay water. It's okay. What is gay water? Vodka. Yeah, vodka soda. <laughs> oh my god, that's can see. I, listen, I am so detached from the gay lifestyle now that since COVID nineteen, I don't even know what gay water means. I'm gonna have to go back to school. I'm gonna have to go back to homosexual <clears throat> I did, school. I had to delete all my apps. I had to delete all my apps. I didn't want to be, you know, tested. <laughs> You didn't want to be what? I didn't want to be tempted. So I was like, let me just go ahead and delete all these apps. Well, yeah, you can't be meeting people right now. That's just the worst thing you can possibly do. What now? How do you think your airline is handling this situation regarding communicating with you guys? (sighs) Well, this is a great question. Um, So I actually had an incident. And this is why I have not flown in the past couple of weeks because of this, because I was just kind of salty about it. Okay. I had flown a trip on March 20th. It was my last day of a three-day trip. And I got home, and then I had a couple of days off, and then I had another two-day trip on that Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I was off for like a week. So I get a phone call. I did the trip on that Tuesday, Wednesday. It was a little two-day trip. And then I get a phone call that Friday, so a week after the 20th, so it was the 27th, from my in-flight manager, one of them. I don't, even, I still don't even know who they are. Right. Um, saying that we had a passenger on my flight that had tested positive for COVID-19. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean for me? Because, you know, there's protocols to this. And he said, well you know, just monitor your symptoms. You have no work restrictions. You can go to work. You know, we start the 14 days from the time that you were exposed, which would have been the 20th. So I was already a weekend at this point, already a flew a trip. And then I had another trip on the first. And I was like, well, I do have a trip on the first and that does coincide into the 14 days. Cause I think the 14 days ended on the second of April. And, um, he's like, yeah, you have no work restrictions. You can go. And I'm in my brain. I'm like, really? So I immediately got off the phone with him and call the union. And I'm like, Hey, you know, this doesn't sound right. In the meantime, a guy that I had been deadheading with had also been, you know, in contact or, you know, whatever with somebody who was positive. They immediately pulled his trips for two weeks with pay and quarantined him. I sat next to him on the deadhead. So I was, so I brought that up to the manager and the union and they're like, yeah, you really shouldn't, you know, 
you should have your stuff pulled too. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. So back and forth between the union and management, you know, it was just back and forth. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call out sick. <laughs> so because in the end, they said that they were following the CDC guidelines, that I, they were just to monitor my symptoms, check my temperature, you know, if I have a cough, um, you know, whatever. I was like, well, I'm a smoker. I have a cough every day. It was, it was, it left a bad taste in my mouth. It, you know, that kind of, that same thing happened to someone <laughs> at my airline that I know. He worked with someone. No, he was working a flight and the airline actually emailed him and the entire crew and said, Hey, just so you know, the passenger that was seated in 7D, they knew exactly the seat that the person was in. Oh my God. They were like, the person in 7D has now tested positive for COVID-19. You guys worked that flight three days ago. And they were like, okay, mm -hmm. what do we do? You're fine. Yeah. And it's so, like, I and don't the, know the if crazy that's thing, true. Yeah, the crazy thing with me as well is I was working up front. I was lead up front. So we had, I, I know the exact flight because I immediately went to my schedule and I was like, oh my gosh, it, it was this flight. Because he told me, because I, I asked the supervisor, I said, what flight was it? And he told me, so I went back and we had 24 people on that flight. Um, we were going from Dallas to Orlando. I was lead. So I came in contact with everybody anyway, everyone coming on and everyone getting off. And at this point, we were still doing the water service. So I did come in contact with them. But they said since it was not a crew member, it wasn't direct contact. I was like, this is crazy. That is crazy because if you happen to be, because you know, Am um, not Amazon, Apple and Google are working together to come up with an app that you will be able to find out, like if somebody that was around you has tested yeah, positive for COVID nineteen, you can say, oh, I was around that person four days ago. I should self quarantine. I'm curious about this mentality of. Everyone stay home, except if you're the flight crew. If you're if you're flight crew, you're fine. Like right, that, that like whole, we're just immune to everything. I, I didn't under, I don't understand that. Like like it was just a couple weeks ago. It's like flights from New York. If you're flying from New York to Florida, and you get to Florida, you need to quarantine for 14 days, unless you're the pilots and the flight attendants. Then you're fine. No, no, right. we're all this. We're all fucking human beings. That makes. Like, right. And we're all in a metal tube together. I mean, come on. So I find, you know, it's so hard to take It's not, I'm not saying it's so hard to take COVID-19 seriously because I am taking it seriously. I haven't seen another human being in weeks besides my husband, but it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to make you feel protected by the industry when they're like, yeah, passengers seated in the seats have to quarantine for 14 days, but you guys, you can fly right back. Right. You're good. You're, you're good. Um, I just think that's such bullshit. I think it was, it's been handled poorly. I think it's been handled poorly. It's, it's been a shit show. I will tell you that. And that is why I called out sick for the next two trips. I was like, I'm not going back to work because a, I was pissed off <laughs> right. and I had the sick time. So I was like, there's no point in me going out and, you know, exposing myself. And I did order a mask online, but that is yet to come. I ordered that probably, I think, three weeks ago, but that's, who knows, that'll probably come, you know, in August. Are they, um, so, is your airline making it mandatory that you wear a face mask? Well, they just, it was never mandatory. Um, they just, 
started providing masks on the airplanes for us to wear if we want to. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't read anything that it's mandatory as of right now. I know it's, it's an option. Okay. Because at my airline, they've made it mandatory that gate agents, pilots, flight attendants, if you come to work, you have to wear a mask. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, and now I agree. I think every, yeah. I think, I think all of the passengers should be required to wear a mask when they come on board too. Yeah. Do you think the airline should hand them to them at the gate and be like, here, you can't get like on unless should. you put this on. Yeah. I yeah. feel like they should, but you know, you'll have those, those deniers that are like, oh, it's not true. Right. <laughs> Don't come up coughing on me. Cause I'll stab you with my pen. Exactly. Right? It's, Nope. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, are you guys getting, um, you talked about the emails coming from management. Are you guys getting um, inundated with emails like daily from your oh management about what to do? Every day, at least, at least one, if not three. I mean, and I just happened to update my iPad um, yesterday just to see. I had like 30 notifications on there of different things. I was, right. and I was trying to read them all. And I finally, I was like, you know what, whatever, just Mark has read, I read it. <laughs> now, my, my question is, do you, I've, I've been struggling with the ideas of thinking about if, if there's, if there's flight attendants, pilots, gate agents that test positive, should the airline be letting us know the numbers? Um, I was talking with this with another flight attendant friend of mine because he said, oh, no, because then, you know, if the airline comes out and says 100 flight attendants are positive for COVID-19, it's going to scare people. They're going to call in sick and then they're not going to come to work. I'm like, well, there's only 80 flights a day going out nationwide on this airline. So mm. so, so it's not that important. Right. What do you think? Do you think that the airline should be letting us know like 50 pilots to, you know, there's been 50 pilots, there's been you know, 10 this, do you think that's important information to have? I feel like, I feel like, yes. And I feel like they should break it down as far as, you know, they could even break it down, you know, and for the bases or whatever, you know, just to see, you know, what's going on. I mean, information is power, you know, knowledge is power. And I feel like we should have that information. I don't feel like they should be without withholding it that doesn't what does that do you right, know it doesn't right. do anything it doesn't make a difference i agree with you i, I don't feel need, like i don't need to know the names of the people but i would like to no. know like 500 flight attendants have tested positive because then that tells me wow it's more dangerous than i thought to be working right and so maybe that's yeah. why they don't yeah maybe they don't say it because then we're going to start thinking holy shit like yeah i'm not going to work well you know how they are. They like to hide everything. And they're like, <laughs> everything, everything's all, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, unicorns and rainbows until they're like, okay, we're losing 5,000 flight attendants next week. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, bye. Um, <laughs> now, I will say my airline has said that we will not have furloughs. As oh, of now... I, th that's right now, so, so funny. It's like you're looking over my shoulder because that's exactly <laughs> the next thing I wanted to talk about. Do you think that your airline is doing a lot to offer involuntary, nope, nope, that's the wrong word, voluntary furloughs, voluntary leaves? Are they paying anybody to say, hey, just stay at home, we'll pay you? Yes. So they have, they have actually been very proactive with that. I will, I will say 
I can't, I wish I had the numbers in front of me because they did send out numbers about how many um, flight attendants have taken the leave. So we had, they offered um, two different types of leave. So they offered a one type of leave, which was just a time away. And it was either one month or two months. So it was either um, just May or May and June without pay. But you kept all of your benefits and all that stuff. Right. And then when the COVID-19 started getting a little more serious, they offered, um, what did they call it? Emergency time off, ETO. And that was being offered May, June, and I'm sorry, it was April, May, and June, I think. I'm not 100% on June. But anyway, they're offering 40 hours to pay 40 hours a month. And then you can also claim unemployment on top of that. They said they would not fight it. Right, right. I, I feel like we had a good amount of people take the ETO, of course. I mean, a lot of people don't want to work anyway. But then if you're going to get paid 40 hours to do nothing, sure, and then get unemployment on top of it. But, um, yeah, so I, I think we – so my seniority where I'm based, I'm usually around, I would say – 1200 out of 2000. Okay. And now I'm at, I think I was at eight in the 800s out of 1200. Okay. So I think we had about 800 people just in my base. Oh, wow. That took, you know, either a time away or the ETO for the month of May. That was for the May bid. Do you know if it went junior or was it really senior people? Because at my airline, they offered they offered like a one-month leave, a three-month leave, a five-month leave, and only the real senior people in the bases got the five-month leave. I did get one of those. Thank you very much. But oh, yes, mama. I'm, I'm a senior mama <laughs> daddy. I'm a senior in the middle, yeah. Um, did it go junior at, in your base or senior? How did that work out? You know, it was really weird. It was it was a mixture. I mean, there were some real junior people that got it, and then there was a, a, a lot of senior people that bid it too. It was a, it was very um, spread out. I was surprised. I thought more senior people would take it, but there were quite a few junior people that took it too. So I think it was pretty well even evenly spread about. See now, seniority wise, at, at my airline. So at my base, I'm number like. 250 out of 1500. So, um, yeah, I told you senior dad, senior mama. So (laughs) in my base, um, they gave out 115 of those five month leaves and I was number one Oh six. So you can see, yeah. So so most of the all senior, like it went only nine people junior to me, Got it. So it went very senior. And then the three month leave went a little bit more junior. And then the one month leave went junior, but it stopped at about a thousand. So there was 500 people like 1000 to 1500 that got nothing. So it was very top heavy, like me. (laughs) It was very top heavy (laughs) when it came to um, these leaves. So I was just curious of what it would be like at your airline. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't honestly, I feel like I'm not giving you a great answer on that because I didn't honestly look too deep into it because I wasn't concerned about it. I just basically basically looked at my base to see who took it because I was wondering, you know, if any of my no flies were on there or, <laughs> you know, stuff oh, like that. 
No flies uh, <laughs> for the people who don't work in the airline industry. No flies means, or, you know, the avoid list. It means if you've ever worked with somebody who's a complete douche nozzle asshole and you're like, I will never want to work with this person again. You put them on that list. And when your schedule's bid, when your schedule's done, you won't be put with any of those people. Hopefully. Yeah. And yes. a side note, I just had a, a girl today text me to ask, I have a trip tomorrow and they wanted to trade me. And they sent me the screenshot of the trip, and one of my no flies was on it. And I was like, "I'm sorry, I can't." Well, how many? How <laughs> many people? So how many people do you have on your no fly list? I have zero. Oh gosh, you have zero? Yeah, I okay, have so zero. I have, I have a no fly list. I shouldn't put I shouldn't put everyone on there because some people I could fly with. I just prefer not to. Right. But I probably have like twenty, twenty five people on there. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I don't like the drama. I'm right, not trying right. to do paperwork on my overnights, on my days off, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, you know, you kind of, you know how people are oh, I when do. you're working yeah, with them. Some absolutely. people, some flight attendants get real um, power, power hungry. What's the word I'm looking for? Not power hungry. Um, uh, I don't know. They think they're the police. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. you know. Not that that anyway. I'm not saying that in a bad way, like the police are bad. I mean, they 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 become very authoritative they, on the airplane or yeah. they like to, you know, say I'm in I'm the boss or whatever. They just like to yeah. they like to push their weight around. Yeah, and I'm not into that because right. I no, just I like to like go that. to work. I like to get on the airplane, do my job, leave, call it a day. I um yeah, I've worked with lots of people that I hate. Like if they were, I don't know, jaywalking, I would consider running them over but <laughs> i've never put them on my i'm on a no-fly list because in my mind i think what I'm if so i was surprised. about to get I, a, have... I know what if i was going to get a i wouldn't want to miss out on a great trip because it might have an offer and there's a person at my base that i hate so much that if she was flying into the engine i would just bend over to tie my shoe like she is a monster. She was born from Voldemort. I wrote about her in oh, one of my God. books. She's an, and she's not even on the list, but here's a funny thing. She got put on one of my trips and oh, um, no. I, I, I looked at it for weeks and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on that trip and I'm going to work. She probably won't even remember me. And then when the trip's over, I'm, as I'm walking off, I'm going to be like, you don't even remember me, do you? But you're a bitch. But then I never worked it because I, I swapped out of it because I'm a pussy. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the worst when you're like, you know, you have a really good trip and then someone you don't really care for hops on it. You're like, oh, no. Oh, God. Like, and, should I get rid of it or what? But, and it always happens like when you're you like you're you're at home and you look and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to work for that person. And by the time you get to the airport, it's someone else. And you're like, how the fuck did that yep. happen? Now I'm screwed. Yep. Oh, there's one, there's one F-bomb for the day. <laughs> I say it like a thousand <laughs> times a day. So Yeah, that was only one on this, you know, this I've conversation. Only said, I'm I've, who, you or me? You. I've only said fuck once. No, I've at least said it four times, and that's probably five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so rewind a moment. You said, So your airline <clears throat> has come out and said that they're not doing any furloughs? Yeah, so they wow. have said, um, our CEO has said that they don't plan on furloughing as of now. 
Right. I mean, and obviously they can't until September 30th anyway. But, um, yeah, that's what they said. So hopefully, fingers crossed. I think I would be okay with my seniority, though. You know, five years is, it's not like super senior, but it's senior enough where I don't think I should have to worry too much. Even if they did um, do involuntary furloughs and you had to move to a different base, you'd probably be safe. If they said, yeah, I we so. have to move you to another base. Yeah. Like where I'm at, um, at my airline, I'm pretty safe too. So I'm not too concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is what are the air, what's the airline industry going to look like at the end of this? Are there going to be more? Oh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like, I'm sure airlines will probably go under. Um, there's going to be probably more mergers, more acquisitions. I can't imagine all these airlines staying the same, if that makes any sense. Well, you know, yeah. And I did read an article, you know, I don't know how true it is, but it said a lot of, you know, coming out, out of this, a lot of routes will be cut and um, they won't have as many, you know, as many daily flights into certain cities and stuff because of this. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out at the very end, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like just sitting in the, I'm sitting in the back watching it and I'm watching people complaining specific now watching flight attendants complaining on social media. I'm not on any specific, <laughs> I'm not on any um, specific Facebook pages for my airline because you know, I can't be on those because it would kind of give my identity away of where I work. Right. I am like Batman and well, I'm more like wonder woman. I can't, <laughs> I kind of keep, I'm trying to keep it a secret, but I have friends that send me screenshots all the time of the crazy fucking things. There's another one, the crazy things that come out <laughs> of these flight attendants mouths. And I always think, Oh, this is, this must just be my airline. But it's probably not oh, true. No. Are they crazy? Yeah, that I mean, we have. Too? Oh gosh, I mean, it is. It's insane. Um, I have a group chat with a couple of my good friends, and we'll just send. You know, if we see something crazy on there, we send it back and forth to each other. People, flight attendants are the worst work group. I swear to God, they are the biggest babies about everything. Like, if they can find something to complain about, they'll complain about it. You know, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, I agree with that too. And it's because in my past life, I was a nurse and, you know, I just shared this story with someone the other day. Um, when I was a nurse, if say we, say we had five, we took care of five patients a night and then you, we came to work one day and they're like, okay, starting this week, you have to take six. If you went into the nurse manager's office and said, I'm not liking this because I'm not getting paid anything extra to take that patient, the nurse manager would say, well, you can either take care of the patient or you can go work somewhere else. Right. There wasn't <laughs> any of this. At my airline, um, they did this thing where they started doing hot towels and coach. And you would have thought, you would have thought that we had to like blow every male patient, every male passenger on the airplane. It was almost like an email came out that said, starting March 1st, you have to blow everyone in the exit row. And people oh, were, yeah. which I bet you a lot of flight attendants would be like, okay, but. Well, you know, I mean, it depends on the route and where you're going. If you're going to Benver, sure. But it's like, I was just like, it's just, uh, you know, settle down. And so I'm always wondering, like, are flight attendants like that everywhere? And my theory about flight attendants being 
childlike and babyish is because we're given everything. We start this job, you know, it's a very easy job. And I always say I'm only making my, I'm only earning my hourly salary if we're ditching in the ocean. Like, right. like, like, you don't want to see me actually go to work. Right. Because <laughs> when I'm making my top salary, it's probably because we're evacuating the aircraft. Most of the time I'm s- hanging out in the back, chatting, reading a book. I like on a six hour flight to LA from New York. What do you work? Maybe an hour and a half tops where you're actually yeah. physically doing things. So, yeah. you know, the job's very easy. You know, we're picked up at the airport. We're shuttled to the hotel. We get free. We're given so much that I think we lose. And when I say we, I'm just talking about flight attendants in general. We lose right. that being realistic to society. Like I've worked with flight attendants where the van was five minutes late and they basically acted like a toddler who couldn't get a Kit Kat at a Target. Like throwing their bag. Oh, yeah acting like a lunatic. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Cause you just got mad at the mm-hmm. guy in five D cause he wouldn't put his bag under the seat. And now you're acting like a lunatic. <laughs> yep. I've seen that so many times, just different, you know, different things that flight attendants do that. If a passenger did that, they would flip out. Right. Yes. It's embarrassing. My biggest pet peeve is like when you go, when you all go down to crew debrief and have dinner and drinks or whatever. And they're just like awful, like picky, like sending food back or, you know, asking about the discount. Oh my gosh. That just makes my skin crawl. It's so embarrassing. I have a confession. A couple times in my history as a flight attendant in certain cities, I've lied and told the bartender I worked for your airline. So I got a better discount because uh, not, men- <laughs> not mentioning any airlines, your airline always gets the best discount. Like I remember I was in That's Austin. What everybody says. Yeah, it's true. I was in Austin one day sitting at the bar. I think, I think our discount was like 20%. And then some flight attendants or pilots from your airline said that, and they're like, and the, the bartender's like, you know, you get that 50% discount. I almost choked on my beer. <laughs> you know, back in the day, they used to have a one, two, three deal as well. Yes. Well, we it just gave dollar, it away dollar now. Beers, now, everyone knows, wines. now everyone knows because everyone in the airline industry knows who got that deal. But it's gone now, oh. right? Yeah, it's gone now. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's no longer in existence, it's unfortunately. It's no longer in existence. Um, <laughs> One more thing before we go, I'm curious about the, how do the flight attendants at your airline, do you notice if they compare themselves a lot to the pilot group? Cause I have a problem with that. Um, all the time. They literally were just, ta- I was just reading this. Um, I don't even know what the specific post was, but they were like, well, we should have, what do they call that? When the me too clause. We should have the Me Too with whatever's going on with the COVID-19. And I guess the pilots, so we had to do a rebid for May because they just, the airline decided they were canceling additional flights on right, top of right, what they already right. have. And we had already submitted our bid, so they sent out a thing to do a rebid. Well, I guess the pilots didn't have to. I'm not sure why. But, um, oh, let me tell you, that Facebook page was blowing up. Why don't the pilots have to do a rebid. This doesn't make any sense. What, you know, just comparing everything to the pilots and their, their contract. And I'm like, folks, this is, that's not the same. It's We're not, right. disposable. You well, know, like we, they could just be like, bye and get a new flight attendant. 
that's true. And, um, excuse me, when you said disposable, I started swallowing my tongue a little bit. Um, and you're right. You know, (laughs) the mentality of it is, and so if you're a flight attendant, you're listening to this and you tend to compare yourselves to the flight deck, stop. You're causing yourself a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and and you just can't compare yourself unneeded. unneeded. You cannot compare yourself to a work group that goes to school for years and years and is paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in a degree or in a his, in, in what is the word I'm looking for um, time and you know you can't yeah you can't compare yourself to that group because you just could have worked at 7-Eleven last week and now you're a flight attendant. So, and I'm not right. saying it's just, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I am a flight attendant. You're a flight attendant. I understand that. But there has to, you have to understand that you cannot compare yourself to the pilots. You compare yourself to other flight attendants. You can say, right. this base is getting more hours than my base. Why is that? That's not fair. But you can't say, why are the pilots getting this and we're not? Because it's a completely different work group. They're they yep. have a completely different union. They're fighting for the certain th- more things are important to them that might not be important to flight attendants. You know, take hotels, yep, for example. Person. Yeah, take hotels, for example. A lot of pilots that I know, they want to be they don't want to drive an hour to go to down to Manhattan to go to a hotel. But a flight attendants love to be in Manhattan. <laughs> But then they'll be the first to complain about the hour ride. Then they complain <laughs> about the hour ride because they're not being helicoptered from JFK to Central Park. I don't know. You, you right. But, you know, I guess, you know, I learned this when I was a nurse. Like I said, um, I used to work with doctors and we would never, ever, ever compare ourselves to doctors. Like, like we would roll our eyes and be like, oh my God, some of these guys are such dicks, right? Because a lot of doctors can be dicks, right? Just like in pilots. But we never well, said, we, like should, we, should be get, we should be getting everything they get because we would be laughed out of the hospital. They'd probably put us in the psych right. ward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never understood why they always compare, you know, pilots and flight attendants. Like you, it doesn't make sense because they have, put in the time and the money and, you know, everything else to get where they're at. Like you literally applied for the job and just so happened to get it. Right. You, yeah, you have good customer service. You know how to interview well. You're a great flight attendant. And I'm not saying that, you know, flight attendants are bad. I, I'm no, a flight attendant. No, not at all. But stop causing yourself that, like you said, unnecessary drama on social media yep. complaining like, oh my God, the pilots get two fifteen an hour for whatever. And we only get two. I'm like, just, <laughs> just compare yourselves to your peers. And I've actually said that to someone while I was working and they're like, well, we're all on the airplane together. I said, they are behind that door. Think of it as a completely different department. Right. Exactly. Think of it as this is accounting and that's human resources. Th- you know, think of it. Yep. You just you just can't do that. So I was curious. It's probably the same everywhere. So I'm glad that you confirmed that. It, for it really is. Yeah, it totally is. And I've heard stories from other other people at other airlines, too. It's the same. It's the same everywhere, you know. Now, when do you um, when do you actually fly again? I fly tomorrow. Oh my goodness! I have a trip. Yeah, I have a trip tomorrow afternoon. So okay. yeah, I'm a little anxious. I actually have to pack a food bag this trip because 
I guess a lot of places are closed at the hotels and it's, you know, it's hard to get food right now. So I guess I'm going to have to pack a food bag, which I normally do, but I don't like to, because I'm going to actually be flying six days in a row. So it's hard to pack for six days because I have a three day trip and then I get home late on the third day. And then I have another trip starting that following day. And it's hard to pack stuff, you know, I, I don't want to come home from my trip and have to go to the store and food prep again, you know, so you kind of have to plan ahead on that. So it'll be challenging, but yeah, I have a trip tomorrow. It's my first one in three weeks. So, and, and let's face it, how much room can you fit in the bag when your bottle of Tito's is in there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is, that always goes in first to make sure it does. Right. Fit. So then, uh, then I just pack around that. <laughs> I got frustrated back in March when all this was starting to happen, when it was like, like you noticed, like the, the flights were going from like 200 passengers to 12 and things were happening. Mm-hmm. And I had a 33 hour Las Vegas layover. And I was very excited because one of my favorite restaurants is there. And, and I watched as the time got closer, I watched as like the hotel started closing and then our crew hotel closed and then they moved us to another hotel and then they sent out an email like, make sure you bring, you know, make sure you come to work, make sure you bring food because there's nothing open. And I thought Mm -hmm. this is, this seems sucky that I have to go sit in Las Vegas for 34 hours and there's no restaurants open and I'll go through my food in the first half hour. Well, and also (laughs) that's me too. After I take my Ambien, I'm like, let me just eat my food bag. Exactly. Um, there was a, uh, did you see the FAA posting that they had, they had sent out about, um, they, they want all of the flight attendants to stay in their rooms and not go out on your layover. And they wanted, I can't, like, I a think, shuttle, I, I, think I know about that. Right. For each. Oh my gosh. I was like, yeah, in a perfect world that would happen, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, I personally think that the FAA has failed us more than the airlines, because I know that. Like I just read this article where JetBlue and Spirit were asking to say, hey, can we suspend some flights at us at certain markets that, you know, there's mm-hmm. two people or there's one person. I, I know a pilot friend of mine, a good friend of mine just worked a flight um, from I can't remember where it started, but it was to Raleigh. There were four passengers on board and three of them were non revs. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's insane. It's insane. And then the FAA is like, no, you need to continue. Or the DOT is like, no, you need to continue flying to those places, even if you're losing money. And I just think. And I think it was because of that CARES Act or whatever it was. Oh, was. If I read that correctly. Oh, I think you're right. I think that's why they were blocking it. Yeah. I think you were right. I think it was like. You know, we're giving you money. You still need to provide this service yeah. to people. But let me tell you, nobody in Bismarck needs to leave. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, well, I thought that the other day. I was like, why the hell? Ha- if you've had to get somewhere on an airplane, you should have gotten there by now. Well, and that's the thing. And, you know, the last trip I worked, you know, because this was when it was really starting to get kind of, you know, pretty bad. Um, I had these people bragging about their cheap tickets and they're going on vacation and they had their three kids. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, seriously, like, why are you traveling right now? You are stupid. Like, stay home. Well, when you can fly from New York to L.A. for $18, you're going to go and just stay in your hotel room and look out the window and say nothing's open. But I got here for $18. 
right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but with no service just, because I'm flying from New York to LA yeah. and I'm like, hi, can I have a Diet Coke? No, you cannot. No. Have, no. <laughs> you, we still give out a Diet Coke if you ask. Just don't ask for alcohol because we don't even have it. Yeah, there is no alcohol. Bad face. Thank you so much, Curtis. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're very entertaining. You had me laughing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to wrap up and say, give any ad tips of advice to passengers who possibly could be flying somewhere on your flights this week? You're working six days in a row. Um, if you're not essential, stay home. Seriously. Don't be going out if you don't have to. Don't be getting on an airplane. I don't, I don't want to get sick. I don't want people, other people on my plane to get sick. You know, the only way to stop the curve is to stay home. So exactly. stay the fuck home. Exactly. If you're fly, <laughs> if stay the, is that your first fuck? Yeah, I think oh, it was. Oh, congratulations. I was You've trying been to be christened. good. Oh, there's no, yes. you shouldn't be good on this podcast. Naughty is good <laughs> on Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. But seriously, if you're flying, if you're flying because you have a sick relative or something like, like, oh my God, somebody passed away and you have to get from point A to point B, please. That's why airplanes are still flying. But if you're just trying to get exactly. to Jacksonville because the beaches are open, you should be punched in the head. Yep. Exactly. Agreed 100%. Thank you so much, Curtis. You're fabulous. Please be safe yes, when you work you. for the next six days and um, make sure you wear a mask and don't touch anyone. I have it. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. All I right. appreciate you having me on here. All right. Take care. Be safe. You too. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, <laughs> check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com.